Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates interviews, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your interviewer, Louise Robbins, and I would like to introduce Samba Balde, running for Alder from District 17. As we begin, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience has prepared you for the position and why you decided to run for Alder. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, like you said, my name is Sambo Balde. I'm the Alder for District 17, has been an Alder for two terms. I was first elected in 2015 and since then been representing that part of the city. Uh, prior to my elections, uh, I was a very active member of the community. I volunteered with a lot of civic group and other uh, not-for-profit groups, uh, such as uh, Habitat for Humanity, Big Brothers Big Sisters, the AIDS Network, and so on and so forth. And I also worked intensively with the Madison Police Department on cultural educations and how just the police, particularly uh, people who are recent immigrants. Uh, so I think that is key in terms of uh, serving my community, but also understanding who they are. Uh, the other part is, uh, as part of my two-term service to the, uh, uh, the district, I've also rise to the, I've been elected to uh, be the vice president of the council and currently the president of the council. Uh, that has exposed me to a lot of how really government works and how to really represent well the people that elected me. So I think this has set me up for uh, services to my community, and so I'm looking forward to really uh, taking it even further. Now that I have all these experiences, from being a community service uh, uh, member to uh, serving at the city council and having the experience of being not only a council vice president but president of the council, I think this has prepared me to uh, really service uh, my, my constituents. I also serve in a couple of boards, including the advisory board at the University of Wisconsin. I also serve on the advisory council for YALI, the Young African Leadership Initiative at the university. So all this thing has given me a broader perspective of how I can service my diverse population, both in the city of Madison but and also the, uh, my district, District 17. Madison's efforts to address chronic homelessness have appeared to fall short, especially with regard to providing sufficient support systems for a housing-first approach. What ideas do you have that might create greater success for projects such as the one on Tree Lane? Yep, so as everybody knows, uh, Tree Lane has become a challenge for the city, but it is the responsibility of the city, the county, and everybody else to make sure that our homeless people are sheltered. It is uh, America is the richest country in the world. Uh, so just to uh, have uh, uh, people who in many cases have served uh, this country to sleep in the street or have no place to live is unimaginable. Uh, but it will take not only the city of Madison or the Dane County or the state of Wisconsin to fix this problem. Uh, I think this is a national problem and so while there are local solutions to some of it, uh, I think for us to eradicate uh, homelessness in this country, we have to work with our counties, we have to work with our state, we have to also work with our, uh, our, our federal government. Uh, so I am a member of the, uh, uh, the Community Development Block Grant Committee and so I'm very supportive of some of this initiative that comes to us that uh, advocate for, for, for affordable housing, but also housing first. Uh, Tree Lane came out of it, uh, and other uh, you know, homes that are designed to provide for our homeless population. Uh, so it's collaboration, and we have to know that uh, nobody 
in my opinion, chooses to be a homeless person. So there are a lot of factors that come into that, and we have to uh, uh, find out what those factors are, and not only you know provide housing, but provide all the services that would help these people to stay in these homes. As you can, uh, as you may know, you know uh, some of the challenges that we are faced with at Trillian are very diverse to an extent that we now have to find a way to make sure that when we put people uh, in these homes, that we are providing them the services that they need to not only be there temporarily, but to transition to a, a, a home and be there permanently. The Madison Police Department has been faulted for not having appropriate policies and training around de-escalation and use of force, especially with regard to people of color. What is your perspective on whether any changes are needed in ways Madison Police operate in our community? Uh, so... Police work is difficult and is, is challenging. Uh, it, in many cases, you have to deal with life and death. And so uh, doing that kind of work can always be challenging. Uh, but we also know that uh, in many cases, the experiences between uh, police forces and people of color has not been very pleasant. Uh, and so we have to factor all these things into our police department and see how they can work with the community. Like I said earlier, you know, prior to being uh, in the council, I was very active in my immigrant community and work with the police department to make sure that they understand our culture, how we do things, when we look at you, why are we looking at you that way, how do we talk to people, and just our demeanor, body language, and all these cultural differences, so that we are not misrepresenting uh, either body language or even uh, uh, verbal uh, communications. Uh, so I think, uh, again, this becomes an issue of collaboration. But also the City of Madison commissioned a study about how the Madison Police Department do their work. And uh, we uh, hired the consultancy services of OIR. Uh, they presented a report. Now we have a committee that is looking into the report and make final recommendation to council as to how uh, what we should implement and what will make our police force better. Uh, so I'm committed to that. I um, I think I don't think that you know uh, uh, to say police are this police or that or this, uh, people of color or any other group of people are this or that will help the situation. What is important is let look at what the problems are and what are the best solutions that we can bring to the table. So we all work together and make our communities better. I keep telling people, no, if you think you're leaving the city because you think that there's a lot of problems created by whoever you may think is creating problems and you move to a smaller uh, city or village, the problems will go there. So let's work together as a community from the police force to the ordinary uh, uh, residents of the city and find out what is the best way to uh, work with our police force. But the police must also be willing uh, to uh, listen to our communities and work together with them. There is a perception that Madison's story is a tale of two cities, one in which people of color are less likely to experience success. Mm -hmm. What can be done to ensure that Madison is a community in which all people can thrive? Yep. So again, uh, rightly so, Madison is considered a liberal city. But if you look at some of our policies, are uh, very conservative and are not serving particularly people of color. Uh, there are different ways we can help uh, people of color. Uh, one way, uh, like I said, I'm part of the Community Development Block Grant Committee, but also as a member of the City Council, I've advocated for uh, uh, budget allocations to people of color, a small business uh, uh, initiative around uh, minority groups and things like that. Uh, so I think 
one way to be inclusive, for example, is to have funding that finances uh, small businesses for people of color. The way I would say Caucasians or other group of people go after funding may be a little bit different from uh, an African-American or a person of color. There are some challenges. So simplifying this uh, access to these funds, I think, will help them. So I have reached out to the mayor's office and see how we can help uh, 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 create some fundings uh, towards uh, helping uh, uh, these minority groups, particularly people of color. What issue have you identified as being of primary concern to the residents of your district, and how would you approach tackling it? Okay. So the biggest problem in my district is public space and uh, access to city services. We have no library, for example, in the whole district. We have only one elementary school in this district. So what I have done since I was elected was to advocate for at least a library that I call an imagination center. An imagination center in the sense that uh, we don't only need a library, but we need so many other services. So what are those other services that we can bring to the center? and call it an imagination center. So that is one thing that I will push forward uh, in terms of uh, a bigger range within the city. I think we need to have a 311 center. Already we have uh, an agency identified to do that study. So this, among others, I also think the city council should be moving around uh, the city so that we are not only meeting at downtown, but we are going to where the people are. Some people are struggling to come downtown because they have no babysitters. Uh, they have no way of getting here. So that, among other things, is what I would prioritize. The relationship between the council and the mayor appears at times contentious. Mm -hmm. Is this a problem? And if so, how would you improve the relationship? So when I ran uh, for uh, vice president, uh, the issue was well noticed at the time. Uh, so as soon as I was elected to be vice president, one thing that I did was to sit with the mayor and basically talk about how we can really calm down this situation. But I do understand the checks and balances uh, between the two bodies. Uh, and also we are independent of each other. But it's important that we do the people's work so that it's not about Samba but more about the residents of this city. And so as part of that was to have a regular um, uh, leadership meeting with the mayor with very clear agenda items. So every two, three days leading to these weekly meetings, uh, the chief of staff will send an email to all the elders and ask them for agenda items. And I've made sure that every elder who gave an agenda item and is interested to attend those meetings will attend those meetings. Even if you don't give an agenda item, if you think you want to come to that meeting, then people are invited or, or elders are invited to attend. So I think this has diffused the tension. If you notice, uh, this budget season was very smooth in my opinion. Uh, and so uh, that relationship, in my opinion, is getting much better uh, since then. What changes, if any, should be made in how the city approaches major projects such as Judge Doyle Square and the public market? Uh, I think the involvement of the community uh, and make sure they, that they are aware. Uh, the good thing about Judge Doyle this time around is that we are not using taxpayers' money, uh, even though we did you know, have an agreement to give uh, $600,000 or something, but generally engage the community. What I have done in my district, and I promised this when I was running particularly the first time, is that whatever comes to this district, you will be part of that conversation. So whatever we are wanting to do in the downtown area, I think we should engage our residents and make sure they are aware of what we are about to do with their money particularly. What council committees do you want to serve on and why? Uh, so right now I serve in tons of them, obviously, uh, but I'm interested in staying uh, on community development block grant committee. I think that is a very important community that can help our diverse community, but also uh, particularly people of color. 
I think parks is important. Uh, a lot of people use the park, so having access to that to make sure that uh, access to the park is equitable is, is one thing I am very interested in. in. Uh, I also do think with my experience in leadership and uh, um, council generally, uh, being on the finance committee will be uh, an important thing uh, to me. Uh, but whatever committee uh, that whoever end up being the mayor thinks I can better serve in, I am willing to look at those. But I do think these three committees uh, are very important uh, for equity purposes. What would you like to say to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? So uh, what I would like to say is, particularly to uh, District 17, is that I would like to thank them for electing me for the past two elections. Uh, but I would also like to remind them that this is an election year, April 2nd, uh, will be elections day. Uh, I am running, and uh, I have an opponent who does not live in my district, who does not live in the city uh, of Madison, and does not live in the state of Wisconsin. So it is important that uh, I'm, I'm asking for their vote uh, to, to elect me again, uh, but also that I am committed to working for my constituent, for my city. I'm not doing this for politics. I'm doing this to, to, to take my community services to the next level, and I'm committed to that. And so I look forward to... Uh, uh, working for you uh, in the next two years. And so, therefore, I ask for your vote. Uh, if you live in the city, I will continue to work hard, uh, whether in leadership or not in leadership, to make sure that we make this place uh, the best for all of us. I want to thank Samba Balde for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. Please vote in this and every election. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us. Yeah.